What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And I am Kia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! Hello, 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 beautiful people. And, and you can see we're in our pajamas again. Gia's in her pajamas. And this is... You're not really in pajamas. This is, you look well, like you're about to go shoot hoops. Well, I sleep naked. And I figured they didn't want to see me laying here naked. <laughs> I sleep naked too. Right. So, but I don't have nothing. Like last week I bought the Care Bear thing, but I don't have pajamas. I wear basketball shorts and a wife beater. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything to wear. So, so where's your wife beater? I'm not ready there. I'm not there yet. <laughs> another month I'll be white. I'm going to have no shirt on in another, okay. another month. But, um... I want to tell you guys, April 30th to May 3rd, if you haven't got your tickets, we want to see you at the KC Crew Retreat. If you want more information, hit up the website, thekccrewretreat.com. It's going to be a couple of days of just having fun. Just with us, we're going to be doing our podcast live. There's going to be a, a financial podcast. There's going to be parties. There's going to be games. There's going to be beach parties. We want to see you there. If you want to get away for a couple of days where you just want to enjoy yourself and eat some great food, not too expensive, hit up the website, thekccrewretreat.com. It's a limited limited availability. It's it's just, I I think, I don't even know how many rooms are left, but get your room now because we want to see you there. The Jewel Grand Resort in Montego Bay, Mm -hmm. all-inclusive, just bring your swimsuits. That's right. And I spoke to a couple of special uh, invited guests, which we'll announce it a little bit later, but they're all in. I spoke to our special guest. He said he's good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we'll, we'll give you all the okay. information. As soon as it's, we... the, it's the one guest I wanted. Right. As soon yes. as I send him, I got to send him a, uh, some flights and a, and a deposit and he'll be there. <laughs> I mean, he said uh, he's all good, but I want to send him the money first. And Did be you like, get my comedian? We're working on that, too. We're working on that, too. Okay. My comedian, you know who you are. I want to see you there. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get that okay. together. You know, before we start the podcast, right, if you have kids out there, you know that show Kids Do the Darndest Things? Uh-huh. The other day, Jackson and Brooklyn, they are best friends, but yet they hate each other. Right? <laughs> Am I lying? Yes. I mean, they fight. I mean, hate's a strong word. Okay. They dislike each other, but they love each other. Yes. They, they can't. They cannot live without one another. Right. But they can't live with each other. Yes. They fight. They argue. They beef. They bicker. So the other day, Gia and I are in our room. I don't, I don't know if we're watching TV. Or we're watching some realty show anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were watching a new real estate show. Yeah. So uh, I hear, I'm telling mommy. Do, 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 do. And, I, and they running up the stairs, right? And it's Brooklyn and Jackson. So they Brooklyn get, first. Brooklyn Jackson first. following behind. Right. So No, ja- I'm going to tell on you. Right. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you. So Brooklyn's like, Jackson hit me. Right? Mm-hmm. Jackson with a, with a, like, it was such a, it was like. Nonchalant. It was so nonchalant. It was so nonchalant. He was like, I didn't hit her. What is she talking about? She's bugging. He was like, nah. Nah, it wasn't like, me. He was mad, cool, like, nah, what is she? Y'all gonna believe her? And she's bawling. He hit me! He hit me! I said, Brookie, where did he hit you? She was like, he hit me on my butt. <laughs> I was like, is that how he did it? Show me again. She goes. <laughs> right. So Gia's stuck. Gia's like, I don't know who to believe. I'm whispering. I'm like, I don't know who's telling the truth. She's like emphatic. She's upset. Right. And he's like, I don't even know what she's talking about, mom. Like... She's making this nonsense up. Right. So I was like, I'm going to check the cameras. And he's like, Because we have cameras in every room in our house. Right. And we always threaten them that we're going to check the cameras, but we never really check the cameras. Right. But this time, I pressed play on the real estate show once we shooed them away. And Rashawn's on his phone like this. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm checking the cameras. I was <laughs> like, you really going to check the cameras? He's like, yeah, I, really, I, I don't know who's telling the truth. Right. So he checks the cameras. Right. Checks the cameras. And... He had, uh, Brooklyn had 
Jackson's Turbo Machine. Now the Turbo Machine, the new toy I got them from, toy, from Target. Some Turbo. She throws the Turbo Machine on the floor. Right. Jackson gets up and runs in the kitchen to tell Irma our nanny. He comes back, walks in the room, and smacks her on the ass. Pow! <laughs> I'm sitting like, I'm like, yeah, look. So Gia looks. Like, let's call him back upstairs. We call him back upstairs. We're like, um, Jackson, did you hit Brooklyn? He's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Then I said, well, Jackson, you know, we just checked the cameras. He was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like I was like, you have anything that you want to tell me? He was like, because I think he still thought we were bluffing. Right. Like he's five. He's on to like the bluff game right. at this point. Right. So we, we said, I, I want you to look at this video. So I start showing him the video, right? What was his face when I was looking at the, when I was, he was like this. He was like this. That's after I was like, look at the screen. Cause at first, if this is the phone, he was like this. <laughs> no, I'm not looking at that. <laughs> he would not look. I was like, look at the phone. He's like, like I could see him trembling, and then the piece there is the piece de resistance yes, happened. Yeah, yes, so then I had then I had to have a, a nasty conversation with him. I said, I, you know, I don't care what you do, right or wrong. You just don't lie to us. You don't lie to me. I don't care what happens. You oh, don't... oh, oh, oh! So you're just gonna sit here and lie to them? What? That's how the conversation started. Well, how to start? Are you gonna tell the truth? Well, how to start? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do you the honor. Well, I, that's that's what I said. I said don't. No, lie. That is not what happened. Then you say what happened? <laughs> you just gonna sit there and lie to me? You gonna lie to my face? That's what it looked like. Might have went like that a little bit. I was like, just gonna lie? Just gonna lie to me? Just gonna lie to me? You sit there and lie to them? Yeah, so, um, and, uh, he was like, oh, she, so he, she took my turbo machine. She took my turbo machine. So, uh, I grounded him. I put him in his room. I said he was grounded. He came back an hour later and mm -hmm. said that he was sorry for lying. And then we let him off. He came back and he said, I just want to tell you that I apologize for lying. That's right. On Brooklyn. That's right. So we uh we took him off of punishment and just said that it was okay. Uh that this anything that ever happens, you just never lie. We don't care what happens out there in this world, but we can't fix it. We can't help you. We can't do what's right for you if you lie. But more importantly, we need to be able to trust him. That's the whole thing. If you're sitting there telling untruths perpetually, then we're not able to trust you. That means I have to second guess everything that you tell me. And that's a problem. Right. So that that was the whole thing. So if you got kids out there, make sure you have that conversation. Like, you, don't worry about getting in trouble. Just don't lie. I don't care what happens out in this world. Just don't lie. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to, to the real conversation. Now, we got tagged from this post about maybe 100 times. DM'd, DM'd, yeah, DM, 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 DM after DM. DM. There must have been a hundred DMs about alone this post, right? About this post. So this post was on the blog site, <clears throat> and the post was, "What is the brutal truth about life after marriage?" Now, uh, this was an anonymous person. They were married for thirteen years. Sidebar. <clears throat> so I read it, and I tried to talk to Rashawn about it, and he told me no. He didn't want to talk about it and that he didn't want to read it. Right. So did you ever get a chance to read it? No, I didn't. I didn't read it. I didn't go over it. I wanted to read it live on a on a podcast and really get a feeling instead of just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing that comes to our mind. OK. All right. All right. So on the post, uh, the guy said, uh, after being married for 13 years, sex can become monotonous. Masturbation can become preferable at times and cheating makes you feel horrible. Children can be really annoying sometimes especially while babies. 
and you will sometimes secretly regret ever having them or having as many. And you feel guilty for having these thoughts. You and your spouse will argue over pointless and meaningless things and the sight of each other will start annoying you due to built up resentment that neither talks about. You will not want to kiss your spouse passionately after a certain point. It becomes kind of like kissing a sibling. You still have sex. You just stop kissing, except for the hello and goodbye peck thing. But you become attached to your spouse and, of course, to your children. And there are good moments also, so you don't want to leave. So you tend to be in a perpetual state of happiness mixed with what feels like odd contentment. But it's really just fear of change or what your kids or parents or in-laws or whoever will think if you divorce. Plus, nobody likes to admit failure. And most of this stuff, you'll just hold inside and never tell a soul. While you smile for family photos and everyone thinks you're so happy. Uh, that was the guy. He was, uh, like I said, married for 13 years. And he said this was the brutal truth about marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are your yeah. thoughts? <clears throat> well, I thought that that was so interesting. Why? Because I believe that that is a lot of people's reality. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes marriage seem like a trap. Like right. this is like the... Um, the disclaimer, like, don't get suckered into marriage because this is what it entails. And anybody reading that would be scared because entering into a marriage or if you have someone that you love that you're looking at as your future person, your future mm -hmm. wife, your future husband, you think that you're going to be the one that's different, different than your mom and your uncle, and maybe your grandparents and your neighbors and what you see around you more often than not. Because we see a lot of people that are living that life where it's just like he said um like odd contentment mm -hmm. like kind of like you've just settled with life right and that's not life like just settling with life is not life mm -hmm. i feel as though our relationship is the exact opposite mm -hmm. of that so when i read that i spent about maybe two minutes thinking about it but i didn't want to think about it too much because i really just wanted to have the conversation with you right and i wanted to see if your thoughts would kind of feed my thoughts and mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know, take me down a path of um, where we just uncover more thoughts. But I really wanted to spend the beginning of this podcast talking about that. I didn't want it to be something that we kind of glazed over because I think that a lot of people are in that trap. Right. And since I feel as though that's not our reality, I wanted to ask you if you agree, number mm -hmm. one. And number two, how do you feel as though you guide people out of that or influence them to steer away from that if that's where that they see that they're headed so let's start by saying what do you think causes that well first of all um <clears throat> i would have to agree with him to a certain extent about what he said mm -hmm. i think a lot of people who who are married fall into this right and the reason i think they fall into this because i think when when people get married they think that they're married and that's it um, I think the biggest myth, misconception is we're married and it's it's for life. It's it's well, whatever. it is for life. It is for life. But <laughs> but, but, but maybe we're married and it's over. Right. Well, like not, life say over, is over. But marriage is something like anything else. It has to be worked on. Mm -hmm. it, 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 there has to be communication. You can't just get married and just say, "All right, we married. Let's keep it moving." No, it, it doesn't work like that. Because it's like anything else. You start to. What's the word that I'm looking for? You start to, I don't want to say disrespect, but it's there. 
So you don't respect it as much. You take it for granted. You take it for granted is what I was trying to say. It's kind of like if you have a car, right? When you first get that car, you clean it every day. You it's wipe the most the beautiful down, thing you ever seen. You vacuum it all day long. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Then after... You the, take care of it. Take care of it. You don't eat french fries in there. Correct. You know? Then right. after, you know, the first couple of months, then you don't wash it as often. Then the excitement wears off. Then after the next year, you don't clean it as often. Mm -hmm. You don't get an oil change. You don't do the things that you're supposed to do because it's like, oh, that's my car. It's going to get me to point A to B regardless. Now it's just there for a purpose. Now it's just there for a purpose. Now mm -hmm. it's just there to get me to work and back. Mm. Before it was, I'm going to the club. I'm shining. I'm going a, I'm to a do this. I'm going to do that. And that's oh, what park valet. And that's now what you're just parking a lot, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's that's exactly it. Before I used to go to valet, park me in the front. Now if someone opens their door and dings mine. Eh. Yeah, it's my car. But that's that's the it's same. old faithful. That's old faithful. That's mm -hmm. how people I think look at marriage, and I think that's how this guy looks at it. It's like I think the things that got you that girl or that woman, or the thing that got you that man, we have to make sure that we continue to do that. You know, that might mean. You know, at one time you were in shape. When you get married, you start eating a little more. You start getting overweight. You don't necessarily care what your spouse thinks anymore. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when I used to come home every day, my wife used to cook. She used to look amazing. Now when I come home, she's like, just order some pizza. Mm -hmm. She got on that, you know, her hair wrapped up in curlers and it's not the same. <laughs> Nobody wears curlers anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but, but that's what it is. Right. And I think people don't understand that is, is you still have to be the catch of your girl's eye and women, you still got to be the catch of your man, of your eyes, man, your man's eye. <laughs> right, your right, eyes right. Man. Right, right. But you know, so for him, I understand it. Cause I see a lot of people that do that. Um, for our relationship, I always try to make sure things are sexy. Things are happy. I try to make you smile. I try to do things to surprise you. I try to make sure that our relationship is always spicy. Um, those are the things that I try to do to make sure that I want that feeling of, I love my baby. You know what I mean? You give me that feeling of, I want my baby. You know, I come home, it's three o'clock in the, or two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon. And what do I see? You got on a cute, sexy lingerie pajamas and you smell like a million bucks. You smell a fucking amazing. <laughs> and what's the first thing I do? I drive, I, I dive into your titties, right? Am I lying? <laughs> Am I lying? It's true. And I put my nose on, I motorboat your titties because <laughs> it's it's that feeling. It's the truth, yeah. right? Yes. You know, or right before I go to sleep, I don't care. <laughs> this is going to sound disgusting. I don't care how nasty I smell. I could be in the gym all day long, sweaty as a motherfucker. I come home. She's like, just get in the bed, baby. You had a hard day. Get in the bed. I get in the bed. She rubs my back and my ass until I fall asleep. Am I lying? That's true. Right? So she takes care of me. She makes me feel like she loves me. Like, that's what she does for me. Like, it, it doesn't matter. When I go in the morning, you know, and I notice everything. In the morning when I go take a shower because I leave early, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm up. There's a towel and washcloth there waiting for me. There is a, a floss in the shower waiting for me. Like, those are the things that I'm like, damn, my baby was thinking about me. These are not big things on a scale, but they're big to me. And I know my baby's thinking about me. And the same thing with her. I make sure when I come home, when I go to the store, it's something small. Like today, right? Oh, watch this. This is not even set up. Today, I went to CVS to get something. What did I bring you? My Trident sugar-free bubble gum flavor gum. Six packs of it. Yes. Right? And the reason I got that is because I know she loves it. Yes. And I know that's something that is something that she enjoys. When I go to the store and I know that she's something she likes. When I go to Inglewood, 
What's the type of food that I always bring you back? My chicken and green beans with the cilantro aioli sauce. See what I'm saying? Those are the things that I had, baby. This is for you. I was thinking about you. Yeah. These are small on the scale, but that shows my baby that I love her. Um, even when it comes to um, the kids, because he said he had a problem with the kids. And this is what I don't understand. Now, I do understand when you said your kids are annoying, right? Before yesterday, I wouldn't have said that. Hmm? Before yet, I wouldn't have said that. My kids can't be annoying. I love them so much. Like, I want to spend more time with them. They lay on top of me. They kiss me. They hug me. My kids will never be annoying until yesterday. What happened yesterday? Oh, you don't remember what happened yesterday? <laughs> it's not fucking You're funny. You're not going to tell them. Because now I'm going to tell them. No. Sidebar. No, because you're going to go too far. I don't care. Sidebar. No, wait, stop. You're going to go too Sidebar. far. Sidebar. Wake up in the morning, right? <laughs> wait, My baby's wait. looking fly. So, you know, we get it in. Boom. We get it in. I'm not going to front. Most of the time, we, we both orgasm at the same time. It was too good. I couldn't wait for her. Boom. Right? I'm being honest. So then, you know, I do, do my 20 push-ups, and now I'm taking care of her. Mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, right? <laughs> This is awful. Right? So, Jackson, Jackson, you know, he had to go to the doctor, so Irma took him to the doctor. Cool. We get, she gets to the doctor. She needs some information. Now I'm It's a the, new doctor. It's a new doctor. It's so a new doctor. Now I'm in the middle of mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, if you know what I mean, right? So I'm like, hold on. So she says, hold on. She takes the phone call. Hello? Right? <laughs> I gotta stop. So, you know, when you stop, it's almost like starting over again, Right? Hey, this, that, and the other, yada, yada. Okay, boom. Hangs up the phone. So I'm back to back. I'm, now I'm back in the mouth, mouth resuscitation. Irma calls again. Hey, I need, uh, I need Rashawn Social Security. Give him the Social Security. Cool. Bang. Hangs up the phone. Boom. Back to mouth to mouth resuscitation. She calls a third time. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need the address of the closest CVS so I can put in this prescription. Cool. Back to mouth to mouth resuscitation. Logan wakes up. Knocks on the door. Right? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. So now all the time. Hold on, hold on. Right? So wait, you jumped to like the front of the bed and acted like you were sleeping. Right. So now he comes in the room and wants to have a fucking conversation. Like, uh-huh. hey mom, what's up, mom? I'm thinking to myself, Nick, get the fuck out the room. You know, you know what I'm doing with your mom right now? Cool. Gear's cool. He walks out, right? Oh my god. Cool. Back to mouth to mouth resuscitation, right? Hold on. Then what did you say? Do you remember? No, no, this is before that. This is before. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Then I start going back. Madison FaceTimes. Yep. Gear picks up. We have to pick up. Never know what's going on. You never know what's... It's not a a problem. Hey, Ma, you know, I was playing with tie-dye and I accidentally, the glove broke and I tie-dyed my hair, Ma. Now look, look, my hands are all blue. I'm sitting there like, motherfucker. (laughs) Rashawn's like this. Now, mind you, (laughs) this is about 35. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I gotta do a game. (laughs) You were like this. Mind you, right, right, right. This about, I'm down there about 40 minutes now. 40 minutes. Now, man, every time I got to start over because, it's, it's, you know, you got to get the mood. All right, so I'm like, so she hangs up the phone. I'm like, I bet you. Don't. You said, I bet you anything in the world that in two minutes, London's going to bust through this door with some London's nonsense. Bu- so she's the only she's one the that hasn't has has interrupted us. Right? So now I get back to it, right? And you know that moan where it's going good? You'd be like, okay, we're almost there, right? <laughs> almost now, at the finish line. Right? Now when gear, when gear gets to it, gear grabs my head. So she Stop. grabs my head. Right. Right? Okay. So I'm going to go there. She grabs my head. So I'm like, here we go. Mouth to mouth resuscitation. All I hear is, ah! <laughs> Literally, she's like, mommy, 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 mommy. Bust through the 
Boss through the door. No reason. I was like, I needed that encouragement, boo. <laughs> she goes to the door. Mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm sitting there like. She jumps on the bed. She jumps on the bed. Hugs me. She's like, I love you, mom. I just love you so much. I'm like, I love you too, London. <laughs> and then she walks out. At that point, the kids were annoying. <laughs> so. So that's the only time my kids are annoying. Yesterday was the worst day ever. Oh, oh, oh. So you're not going to tell them how it ended? Oh, I tapped out. You didn't tap out. Magia tapped out. I was like, he's like, baby. He was like, in like another two or three minutes. I was like, you know what? It's like, baby, just forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mind you, I've been down here fifty-eight minutes trying to resuscitate the vagina, right? That's like mouthing out somebody's dying. I'm trying to resuscitate the vagina, and she's like, you know what, babe? You know, it's it's it's, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, babe. (laughs) It's just not gonna happen. I'm thinking to myself, why you tell me fifty minutes before? Like my lips were sore. Fifty minutes before it was going good. (laughs) Your poor lips were numb. My lips were numb. So I, so I, I owe her one tonight. Right? You do owe me one tonight. Oh yeah, I owe you one tonight. <laughs> but this, this is the this is the type. This is what I'm talking about. Love. So ma, I tell you, I got one off. Then she like, you know what? I'll take care of you again. And then she took care of me again. That's love. That's love. So back to you, sir. I don't even know how we got off to that story. You said that the part you don't understand is that they're um oh, the they're kids. annoying. Yeah, my kids. Yeah, the part I don't understand that he said after that is that sometimes you even regret having them. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> I understood everything else in there that that I didn't really get that I didn't I don't think there's ever been no I know there's never been a moment that I regretted having my children I would have two more you know if we could or if it were easy you know yeah, like I just I, I don't I don't I don't get that either <clears throat> um maybe he has a, a problem because I know a lot of people feel like they like to be single they like to be on their own and they feel like a wife and kids hold them back and for me, like there is like there is no better feeling for myself than hanging out with my kids. Like this weekend, me taking Jackson to the barber and him getting a haircut, I'm getting a haircut, and him asking me a thousand stupid <clears throat> questions was just so much fun, you know? I want to mention something. Must have. <clears throat> so yesterday mm-hmm. I was going through <clears throat> some of the YouTube comments and Yes, I read you guys' comments. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked Benz to print it out on one of those cards. Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, so you, you knew? Yeah. She told you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Read that. Because you just said you love hanging out with your kids. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how much we love kids and that we would have more kids and whatnot. And one of these YouTube comments kind of struck a chord. And it made me stop and think about maybe... Someone else, someone else's perspective on our take on happiness and our children and family and quote unquote loving life. So read that. Uh, this guy said, uh, <clears throat> his name is Ronnell. He said, nah, bro, people don't get along because they're broke. You guys are financially stable. So therefore, that's one major stress you don't have to worry about. So you can focus on building in a relationship. Other people are struggling to make it everyday life. And <clears throat> that can cause an attitude problem here and there. Love the podcast, though. Mm-hmm. Now, I love this. I love this, right? Yeah. You see why I pulled it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I love this. Now, this is the Because I think that that's true. Do you? Yeah. I don't think I, so. I don't think that it's completely true. But I think that it's obvious that when you have financial strains, it spills out into your personality. It probably spills out into how you treat people at work, how you treat your family, how you feel about yourself, just when you're in your own personal thoughts and you're laying there with no other stressors around, but you can be laying there 
miserable because you have the stress of finances, which I think most people can agree with the exception of like relationships. Finances are probably the second or maybe even the first leading stressor in the world. So when you don't have as much of a financial stress, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to be happy. Now, I'm not saying that's the only thing that contributes to happiness. I mean, there's a a lot of other things that are going on in our lives that will contribute to your happiness. But you can't disagree. I'm going to explain to you. Hold on. Wait, wait, let me just tell you. You can't disagree. Mm -hmm. We have had conversations and we've done podcasts. I remember where we've talked about when you're financially stressed Mm -hmm. and how it spills out into your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is this is the thing. I get stressed out because I stress myself out, right? <clears throat> Money doesn't mean the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my motivation is making sure that my kids have something that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Stability. To be able to do things on its own. But if, I, if, if tomorrow I lose everything and I'm broke, right? And we have nothing. The way that you treat me and the way that our kids treat me, that is what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, our kids, our, Logan doesn't give a fuck about a pair of Jordans, a pair of shoes, a, a clothes, or nothing like that. He does not care. All Logan cares about is spending time with his dad. That's mm-hmm. more than anything in this world. Same thing with Madison. Like, our kids are not, well, I need this, I need that, I need that. Our kids don't care. Logan, all he wants to do is sit there and play video games with dad and talk to his dad. And go to or basketball practice. sit there and, and talk to mom. And, and go in the backyard and play basketball. That's all he cares about. That's true. That's all, like today, me and Madison went, we drove, we had tacos today. Tacos came out to $9.99, mm-hmm. right? That's all she cared about was sitting there with her dad and having conversations with her dad. Mm-hmm. Because we raised them where it's like, you can have money one day and tomorrow don't. Right. You don't care about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like nice shit. If we got it, we, you can enjoy it. But it's not something where it's like, nigga, or excuse my French. <laughs> but yeah. if you don't have money, it's a wrap. That's not how our relationship is. Sorry, is. can I have a moment? Hold on. <laughs> what? Go ahead. It's not, it's not how it is. I stress myself out about finances. When I come home, my family doesn't make me feel stressed out about finances. Right. I stress myself out because I push myself to do better. So it's like, if I didn't push myself to do better, I would be fine. But I'm the type of person where I push myself to do better and I push the people around me to do better. Like for instance, our um, assistant, Ben's, right? Mm -hmm. The reason I think Ben's is here on the weekends and here eight in the morning and here 8 p.m. because her boss goes hard. If her boss didn't go hard, she wouldn't go as hard. She's, I think she, and, and it's everybody around me, the camera guys, uh, everybody else that's, that, that's around her. They're like, if this dude goes this hard, how do I have step? How do I go only in for two hours? How can I be tight? Because he goes that hard. But I go that hard because my inspiration is seeing the kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids and my great great grandkids set up. And to see the people around me's kids and their great grandkids set up. So financially, all that, well, it takes, if you're broke, you know, uh, if you're broke, you have more stress. We've been broke. We lived in a basement before where there was no bathroom in the, ba- in the, in the basement. And where did I pee? To be honest. I cannot stand you. To be honest. I mean, this, this is real. <laughs> I cannot stand you. This is real. Where did, we, where did I pee? 
I'm not even gonna, you you can tell them where you we lived, we lived we lived in uh Gia's mom's basement, right? And there was no bathroom in the basement. And I felt I don't want to say I felt ashamed, but I did not want to live in the basement. We had a baby. Uh we were working, we were working to get out of there, and I would pee downstairs in the sink. I peed in the sink so I wouldn't have to go upstairs, put on clothes to go to the bathroom. But that's what it was. We grinded out. We didn't have a lot at first. You know, we made it happen, you know, and gear was on my side and we were and it, it. It didn't matter. We went from driving a 1986 Honda Accord to a, a, a baby blue caravan that came from Con Edison. That was only a thousand dollars to a Nissan Stanza to a Jetta to a Montero to a house. We, we've been through all of that. We've been up. We've been down. Sometimes we looked at each other and be like, I don't know how we're going to pay this this month. <clears throat> like we've been through it all. And not one time did we ever say, you know what? You're broke. I don't want to fuck with you no more. I'm getting a divorce. Oh, it was never about that. It was, it was never yeah, about that. It was never about and that. And Gia, she gives less of a fuck than me. Like Gia does not give a fuck. She's the type of person, look, it is what it is. We'll figure it out. That's not me. Let's, <laughs> let, let's say there's a problem. That's not you. Gia be like, yo, we'll figure it out. Fuck it. We're like, what's going to happen? We'll figure it out. That's the kind of person you want to be with. Not the type of person that's going to stress you out. Well, you need to go out there and find 10 more jobs. No. Yo, whatever's going to happen, what's going to happen? We're going to try our hardest and try to make it happen. That is gear. And that's how all relationships should be. That's how I feel. No matter what it is, right? Disclaimer. I never cooked in that basement, so I never had to use the sink. <laughs> I'm just saying. There were never dishes in that sink. We never used that. Well, I never used that sink. Apparently, he used the sink. Um... I agree with you because the root of happiness is the love that surrounds you. With that being said, if you have love around you, but you can't put food on the table and you can't pay your rent and you are miserable because you cannot do <clears throat> what you need to do in, able, in order to survive or to support your family, that is going to put a huge amount of stress on you that is going to cause you to be less than amazing mm -hmm. to the people around you. Right. So I understand the comment, but I think that for someone like him, it's fine to feel that way, but you also have to make sure that the love around you is intact. Mm -hmm. The people that, that the person that's laying next to you in bed, your children, that the love is right. And then that will carry you through your other heartaches. Yeah. And, and I really, I really feel <clears throat> like when it comes to a relationship, you know, if the relationship is built on finances and built on money and built on those things, then yes, it's a problem. I mean, and, and, and I feel, <clears throat> for, I feel sorry for everybody that doesn't have the type of love that we have. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm saying it because we came from a space where we would go to McDonald's and we would get a number two with ketchup only. Two and it was 324. And we would split her cheese. She'd get a cheeseburger. I get a cheeseburger. We split the fries and split the juice. That's what we did. And it, it wasn't no, oh man, I wish I was at Red Lobster. Oh man, I wish I was at Sizzler. Or I wish I was at it wasn't that. It was, mm -hmm. I love you, baby. Here's, you get a cheeseburger. The I get, I get a, a cheeseburger. Everybody gets a cheeseburger. And, we, and, we split. and that's yeah. what it was. Even when, you know, when we had our, our daughter, you know, Madison was our first daughter and I had no idea what we, I had no idea what we were doing. We figured it out and we made it work. And that's what it's about. It's figuring it out and making it work. And to this guy, going back to this guy's 
this guy here that says he's not happy in his marriage and this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. I feel bad for him. And the reason I feel bad for him is because he let it slip away. And it's not just her. Right. It's you as well. Right. And, you know, you saying the sex can become monotonous. No. Today, when we were in bed earlier today, we talked about sex. Hey, babe, um, you want to try this next time? Next time, let's have a tutorial about us having yeah. sex. Yeah. Like, we do that still. And we've been together 25 years. Married 18. We still do that when it comes to kissing. The other today. I was tongue kissing gear so crazy. Madison ran out the room. Right? <laughs> it's like I can't take all of this. Right, <laughs> right. Like that's how we are. Like, right, right, right. And, like th that's the type of relationship we have. Like today, and I know it's a lot of TMI, but this is how we are. Like gear pulls the covers off. I'm naked, and she's like, "I just want to look at you." Cause you so sexy, right? And that's what it is. I lost what. 95, 85. I lost like 17, 18 pounds, right? So Gia starts smacking my ass. My baby lost her ass. Psh, my baby <laughs> lost his ass. Psh, right? <laughs> right? But that's our relationship. You know? When I walk by her, I slap her ass. She slaps my ass. Like, that's a feeling of, I love this bitch. And she's like, I love this dude. Like, that's how we feel about each other, you know? And as far as our kids are concerned, I come out the shower. I'm in the bathroom. I look again in fucking Logan, and they're wrestling on the floor. <laughs> like, real wrestling on the floor to the point where I'm like, all right, guys, get, you know, get I think because he's a little taller than me that he could take me. I got to show him what's up. Right. But that's the type of relationship you want. Like, I don't know if you've seen the video I posted when we were in Miami. It was Gia's birthday. Like, Logan jumps in the bed and is cuddling with mom singing happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the type of relationship we want to have. And that's what we, <laughs> we suggest that you push towards. If your kid is loving you, don't push him away. Get out the room. Like, Jackson comes in our bed and cuddles with, with, with mommy, cuddles with daddy. London comes in the bed, lays on my back, and cuddles with me at night. Like, that's the relationship we do. Madison, 18, still comes in our bed and cuddles. <clears throat> Logan still comes in the bed and cuddles with us. And we push it and encourage it because we want to share that love. You know, sometimes dads be like, no, 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 you, no, no, you, no, 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 don't come in here, no, don't cuddle. Like, no, it's your son. Show him love. You see the stupid <clears throat> video I put on um, TikTok the other day with my daughter? Madison, daddy, let's do a TikTok. Sure. Am I too hard to do a TikTok with my, my daughter? Am I too tough to look funny? Am I too tough to joke myself? To make my daughter happy? I don't give a fuck. As long as them kids are smiling and this bit lady's smiling, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Now, I'm trying to see what else. Is there anything else? And yeah, and if the relationship is not working and y'all really can't get it together, don't worry about the in-laws. Don't worry about the kids. Your kids. He talks about failure. Yeah, and the kids and a lot and of people, a lot of people feel that way, that divorce is equal to failure. And I disagree. I do think it's failure, though. And but I, do I, under, think it's easy but I understand. Mm -hmm. But I understand. You know, it's the biggest commitment of your life. And especially if you've produced children and you've created this whole life, mm -hmm. a lot hangs in the balance if that doesn't work. Right. So if you fail, it, in a sense, is the biggest failure of your life. But to look at it that way is... It's selling yourself short, especially if you tried. If you tried. Some things just aren't but meant some people to be, don't try. And some things don't work. But there are a lot of people that don't try. And a lot of people blame it on happiness. Right. And for me, you know, the most important thing to me is happiness. The happiness of myself and the happiness of my family. But I don't feel as though happiness is a given. 
it's easy to get sucked into this world. It's mm-hmm. easy for the world to take control of you and put you down, for people to put you down, circumstances to put you down, everything around you to put you down. But I think that just the way that I've always lived my life, whether we were high on the hog or down in the sewer, it really didn't matter. For me, I choose to wake up deliberately being happy, deliberately. I choose to wake up and say, you know what? Regardless of what's going on, I am going to be happy. I'm going to sing in the shower. I'm going to sing in the car. I'm going to think about all of the blessings that just being able to breathe is a blessing because there's so many times that you guys know I'm not a big crier, but there are certain things that make me cry that really hurt me. And watching the news is one of those things, you know, like, I can be sitting there watching the news and just feel somebody else's pain. And several times a week, I just think to myself, like, God, why can't everybody experience happiness every day? Like, why do so many people have to suffer? Right. You know, you think about a lot of people's level of suffering and what they have to go through, and it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. And sometimes Madison will come in the room and she'll be like... And she'll look at the news and she'll be like, well, what happened? Because she knows it happens like more often. Well, not, not even that. You, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about going out with our spouse. And I was like, I want Gia to come to Detroit because I want her to experience the party in Detroit. It's an old school party. It's R&B. It'd be dope, right? Uh, last week. Yeah, you guys probably remember him talking about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last week, a couple of days ago, the DJ that DJs with me got killed. And it's so crazy because he was such a good dude. Uh, He looked up to me. He respected me. He always hit me. I always DJ with him. He was doing an event at a a dispensary. uh, It was a grand opening. He was DJing. And uh, when he was walked out, they tried to rob him. Wound up shooting him and killing him and shooting his passenger. And which is so messed up is he had two kids. You know, you took this man's life. For a chain? How much was the chain? 10 grand? How much you gonna get for that chain? Five grand? Ended someone's Four life. Grand? How much was the chain? 20,000? But you ended his life for a fucking chain. This, this dude was metal. a good dude. He was 28 years old. Two kids. He had so much to live for. So just, just to say, I try to live life to the fullest. I try to enjoy life. I try to really be happy and experience everything and take things slow. You know, I really try to. And for the guy that that sent that to the blog, I would tell you, if you want to be happy, you have to change. You have to be the change you want to see. You know, it's, a marriage is not just one way. It's two ways. You know, if you really want to be happy, start doing things to make your spouse want to see you more. And I guarantee she'll start doing things to make, to, to, to reciprocate what you're doing, you know? And it's, everything has changed. Walk up to your wife, grab her and say, I fucking love you. Fucking kiss her. Stick your tongue down her throat. Lick her nipples. Hug her. Grab her ass. Like, those are the things you need to do. Like, am I lying? Yeah, it's that, of course, all of those things. But you know what I love the most about you? I love the way that you talk to me. 
the way that you talk to me, you know, like we're around a lot of couples and, you know, they just talk to each other normally and respectfully and everything. But the way that you talk to me is so endearing. Everything is baby, sweetie, boo, this and the other. You ask me like, do you mind if I this? Do you mind if I do that? And being that you're communicating with me that way, it makes me want to give you the world. Anything that you're asking of me in those endearing terms, I want to say yes. Mm -hmm. Baby, do you mind if I blah, 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 blah? Or, you know, can I do this? Or, you know, do you want to do this with me? Or, you know, will you do this for me or whatever? It's just like, yes, 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 yes. Because love and respect begets love and respect. And Mm -hmm. people don't really seem to understand the notion of reciprocity. You know, you give to me, it makes me want to give to you. Not because I'm obligated, but because I desire to make you as happy as you're making me now on the flip side if you're being horrible to me i do feel as though i might need to reciprocate some of that negative energy that's just human nature that's just the way that people operate Mm -hmm. so for him it seems as though his relationship started circling the drain and they just let it happen right sometimes all it takes is some conversations, some communications to say, hey, babe, this is what I'm noticing. This is how I'm feeling. I'm noticing that I don't have the desire to kiss you anymore. What did he say? Like, yeah, you know, we have sex, but we don't kiss anymore. Or if I kiss, it's just like a little hello or goodbye. Like, what is life if that's life? Right. You know, like, and it feeds into the whole notion that marriage is a trap. Right. That marriage is like, shackles that is not something that you chose to do but you got married because it was supposed to add to your life it was supposed to enhance your life it was the next step towards greatness and a greater being and being self-actualized and helping you to elevate that's what it's supposed to be about but you let it turn around and take a turn for the negative and you didn't do anything to stop it you just let it kept decreasing and decreasing until you're in like no man's land where you're writing, hey, people, this is the reality of marriage. That's the reality. That's not the reality of marriage. That's not the reality of our marriage. That's that's the lazy reality of marriage. That's the reality when you have a beautiful wife, but you're looking everywhere else. That's the reality of you choose not to be satisfied with what you chose. And that is the problem. Absolutely. And I hope you figure it out. And and I hope that you guys figure it out um, because... You know, marriage is something that needs to be worked on. And we work every day. We converse every day. We speak. We talk. We we go back and forth. But we know that at the end of the day, we want to be happy. All right. All right. Well, let's get to the email of the week. All right. How are we with time, Ben? So how are we with time? Where we at? We good? All right. Okay. Well, first, I love both and your whole family. I've been listening since your first podcast on October 18th, 2016. Okay, okay, okay. And fell in love with you guys. (laughs) Also, me and my fiance have a similar high school sweetheart love story. Shout out to my love. Anyways, I want to keep this short and sweet because I know DJ Envy hates long emails. So basically, I live a blessed life with an amazing family. I am very family orientated and love them. I say orientated, oriented and love them a lot. Recently, my older sister told me about her boyfriend. He's a great guy and they're cute together. But I noticed my sister hasn't been the most loyal or best girlfriend to him. I see her messaging other guys. I've seen her flirting online and it's just messy. My sister is my blood 
and her man has no relationship to me or anything. So of course I'm always on her side and has her back, but I don't know. I kind of just want to approach her and see if maybe she's doing it because behind closed doors, her and her boyfriend aren't really happy. If she is, then I think what she's doing isn't fair to herself or her man. I just want them both happy. How would you guys approach this? Thanks in advance. And if you can even just email me back, if you can answer on your podcast, either or I'd highly appreciate it. Stay blessed. Well, is so it's a female that's writing it. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I couldn't tell if it was it's a female a yeah, yeah. that She's was writing sister, or yeah. a male. Okay. So I think that since it's bothering her to see her sister doing her man wrong, you can have a conversation or two about it. Mm-hmm. Get your point across. Hopefully it turns into a good conversation where maybe her sister can tell her why she's doing what she's doing and then she can advise accordingly. Past two, maybe three conversations, I would leave it alone. That's your sister's life. That's your sister's mistakes that she's making and you have to let that play out. If there's any notion that she has to go to her sister's boyfriend and tell her, tell him what's going on, I think that's not even... That's not even in the cards. Like Mm -hmm. that isn't something she should even consider. In this situation for me, I think it's simple. Since it's bothering her and she's erring on the side of what's right, have a conversation with your sister. Aside from that, mind your business. That's very simple to me. I I would say this. I would have a conversation with your sister, right? And you know this because we had a conversation about this before, right? What do you mean? You'll understand in a second. If you got a good man, right? And you love this dude, and he's treating you right, why fuck it up? Absolutely. Because when you fuck it up and you start doing things, even if he doesn't find out, you're going to fuck up that great union and that great relationship that you have. Shame on you for bringing that up. I didn't bring it up. I know what you're thinking. Because what happens is is when he returns the favor and does what you're doing, you're going to feel a thousand times hurt and burnt. So if I was you, I would tell my sister, have a real, real conversation. What you know, he's saying is tell her that there's karma. Tell her there's karma. Tell yes. her that there's karma. If you love this dude and and you love your sister and I would pull it to the side, how is this dude treating you? Do you really, really care about him? Is he really the one that you think could be the next guy? Because if it is, don't fuck it up. Because if you fuck it up, you might not get another one like this. One that really cares about you. One that really protects you. One that really looks out for your best interest. Because what will wind up happening is you'll fucking get Tyrone. <laughs> and don't disrespect anybody out there named Tyrone, but... If you're, you always, get, you're always offending somebody's name. That's from the Erica Badu shit. <laughs> Our cameraman's name is Tyrone. Sorry, Tyrone. You don't, you don't want Tyrone. <laughs> I think you're a good guy. <laughs> Erica Badu said, get your shit out here and go, Tyrone. Right, right, but right. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Well, okay, you know what? Now that you bring up that. So I have a friend. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> Listen. So I have a friend who was not doing her boo, right? And her boo at the time was a stand-up guy, nice guy, sweet guy, did everything for her. They had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. She found herself in a situation where she was with someone that she was attracted to and she let it all go. She came back and told me. And I understood why she did what she did. I mean, 
the nuts and bolts of it was that she was attracted to him. She got caught up in the moment. But what I did tell her is that God has a funny way of teaching us lessons. Very, very funny way of teaching us lessons. And if you're not willing to learn on your own or to be grateful for the things that he has given you, then he will bring you to your knees and make you understand. Correct. And long story short, and it's funny because she asked us, she asked us to talk about this on the podcast because she wanted your perspective. So we don't have to really delve into it. I'm just making a point. Um, long story short, she was in this relationship. It panned out. Things went well until it didn't go well anymore. And he turned around and did her dirty. And it's just, I don't really want to say that I believe in karma per se, but I do believe that God will humble you and let you know that what you did wasn't it and teach you a lesson. And that's why I said what Gia did was Gia told her, if you love this guy and he treats you right and he's doing the right thing, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. And you, sometimes you got to know when to say, you know what? I got to grow up. I got to be an adult. I can't do that because this might be the best thing in my, my life that I might fuck up and, and fuck off because of one night or because of me just wanting to flirt or me just wanting to feel good or me just having an ego. And you don't want that. So if that is your sister, I would be honest with her. If the relationship is good, I would tell her straight up that you don't want to fuck this up. I mean, you can't force her, but be honest with her. You're about to fuck this up. Yeah. Like if it's my friend, there's only but so many times that I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. you know, and if you keep messing up, then I'm just going to have to let you live your life. Like I'm not going to beat down your door every day. Like, you know, you're messing up. Right. You know, you're messing up. You know, you mess up. Like I'm going to articulate myself. I'm going to explain myself. I'm going to make sure you get what I'm saying. And if you continue to mess up, then I'm just going to be like, got to give it to God. Mm -hmm. You will learn. You can't just go around in this world doing people dirty and think that you're going to be blessed. You know, everybody wants a great life. Everybody wants happiness. Everybody wants a fulfilling relationship. That's not a given. Like things in life are not just a given. You have to earn it, whether it be, you know, person to person or spiritually, like you have to earn it. Like we don't just get lucky. I don't know if I really believe in luck. I, I don't believe you just get lucky. Like you create your life, you cultivate your life. Things have to be done deliberately. Right. And I agree with you. So like I said, Guy and I both said, have a real conversation with your sister Tell her she's fucking shit up. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Yes. All right. Again, guys, I want to see you at the CaseyCrewRetreat.com. That is the website. Join us in Jamaica. We're going to have a lot of fun from podcasts to comedy shows to performances to parties to beach Olympics. So much going on. We want to see you guys there. It's almost all sold out. So if you want more information, hit up the website, the CaseyCrewRetreat.com. Also... We are going to be going away because there's All-Star Weekend, there's CIAA Weekend. We're going to be in Vegas. So what we're going to do right after this podcast is tape another podcast. So you will see us looking exactly as we do right now because it's probably going to start in about 10 minutes. Um, so if you tune into YouTube and you see two episodes where we pretty much look the same, that's the reason why. But we made a promise. We said that we were going to get these podcasts to you on time. 2020 is not about excuses. So we're not going to come to you in two weeks and say, oh, well, we were away and we couldn't do it. No, we're going to do it right now. So tune in. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week in the same outfits. I'm DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles. Doodles.